0: hello hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Pretty much, this is episode. On today's episode, we're going to be covering Mourinho winning his fifth major European title. We've got Klopp named the Premier League manager of the season. Is it deserved? That's a question we want to know. Obviously, Chelsea women's boss Emma Haynes also being named the women's manager of the season. We're also going to talk about Golange, uh, sort of Golange views in terms of who the player of the season is, as well as the transfer of the season. Of course, Todd Burley from Chelsea knew. Officially, the new Chelsea manager has taken over. And then we're going to cover, lastly, our Champions League final preview and prediction. So we're going to kick it off. First and foremost, gentlemen, the man does it again. The special one. Wins five major European trophies. The only manager to have done that. Nick, we know you're a huge fan of Mourinho. What does this mean for him? It uh, just proves. You know, the man wins wherever he goes. I think the only team he hasn't won a
1: title is, uh, or a trophy is at Spurs. And I think yesterday was a testament to that. They scored in the first half and, you know, who needs to play nice football to win trophies? Mourinho has proved that year in, year out. And, you know, he's been given a squad of players and um, I think they had dropped out of the Europa League. So it was a little bit of a disappointment from that perspective. But then to go on and win the sort of the next possibility um, in terms of trophies for Roma, um, he went and done it. So, you know, uh, congrats to him and... I still think uh, he deserves to be in the Premier League somewhere. Um, I'm not too sure where, but somewhere.
0: That's an interesting question that you're saying there, Nick. I mean, everyone knows sure. where he's currently being linked with. Uh, Wonga Dinga. what are your views about he...
1: Who is he linked with?
0: Oh, we, we'll talk about that as we go on there. Wonga, what are your thoughts so far?
2: Look, I mean, I think for me, the, the, the standout for me was Marino's comment. <laughs> we said uh finals you don't have to you don't play finals you win them <laughs> um, and it's just um saying in terms of the way that you play it's not it's not going to be pretty um it's, it's not going to be nice you know it's not going to be like your league fixtures but you know he's he's basically saying that he <laughs> that's that's he's um that's what he knows what to do is when he gets to a final um, he knows that, you know, he knows how to win them. And I mean, yeah, he's got a point there because, I mean, you no one's going... If you're in a final, <laughs> you don't want to go there and be the ones coming out empty-handed. It feels like, either, either, you know, the, you're the last pace. Like as Tiger Woods used to say, I mean, if you're number two, you are the first winner. I mean, the first winner, man, the first loser.
0: <laughs> yeah you're right he's got a great record i mean that's five finals now five victories i don't think any managers had such a perfect record and you know it's a classic sort of Mourinho performance they go there they win one nil, keep a clean sheet don't concede anything and they get the job done like you said this was not work tonight this was history and he made history and nick we're talking about who he's linked with when we're looking at that and you say you don't know but one of the names is newcastle i mean would you take him now over Eddie help I don't think now. I think I I would
1: have taken him, you know, when we did get taken over, if he was available. I think he would have been a good fit. Um, Obviously, there's that connection with Bobby Robson. um, But I think it's always been my dream to have Mourinho come there um, and do something. I think, you know, if you give him a project, uh, he's proven if you give him uh, back in, uh, he does all right. Um, You know, he was back to Man United uh he finished second you know as much as I want to people want to complain about Mourinho at Man United he's probably been the most successful coach in recent years um so yeah I think in terms of in terms of uh, Mourinho I still think he's got it um and whether or not he wants to be thrown into the cauldron uh that is the Premier League um is is a debate maybe for another day but I think I think he still has a lot to offer and um, maybe takes Roma to the next uh, the next level and challenge for the title next
0: season. Uh, Nick, I mean, you've touched on the fact that there's a lot of disrespect towards him or there's a lot of sort of negative commentary towards him. When you're looking at specifically from the English perspective, especially when we see what he continuously does when he goes somewhere. I mean, he wins things regardless of whether or not he got sacked by Spurs. There's an opportunity for him to win the League Cup before he left. I mean why does he get this disrespect in your opinion from the the English media I think
1: I think the English media like to talk about what they you know they like to get involved in scandalous um you know stories and they like to make a lot out of generally nothing. Um, Mourinho is the type of guy, he's got that Portuguese charismatic nature about him and he'll say what he feels, you know, and rightly so because he's won everything he can in, 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 in European football. Um, I mean, he's won the league in Spain. He's won it in Italy. He's won it in, in England. Uh, he's won the Champions League. He's won the Europa League. He's won the Conference League. So what can this man not achieve, you know, in his career? So... At the end of the day, for me, I think the fact that he's so outspoken and you know he will um, you know call players out, uh, he will call media out, he will call owners out. I think that's sort of the negative feedback that he gets, um, especially from the English media. Um, from what I understand, he is loved in in Portugal. I think he's loved in Italy for what he did at Inter. Um, so yeah, I, I think he deserves a little bit more credit. Um, and for people to write him off and say he's has been. Do it at your own peril, because this man has proven that he can. He can still do it, and he can mix it with the big boys.
0: And you, Wonga, why do you think he gets that negative publicity?
2: Ah, I agree with Nick. I think it's just a basic fact that, um, I, you know how the English media is, and I think it's just because, yeah, he's obviously confident about himself. Um, knows knows what he can do, and yeah, he's, he's gonna he's gonna put it out there. To, Tell them, and you know, people are probably. I think the media just obviously, you know, how the media is, you know, you want <laughs> they'd rather see someone fail, you know, than than succeed. Um, and they've played that, they've played that game with game with him. I mean, even, I mean, as he started coaching there at, um, at Chelsea, um, I think there was even, a, you know, the, the time he had to remind them that how many, t- how many, t- uh, titles he won. Um, there was a time he also reminded them that, um, um, the last person, the, the last. British person to win a um, a, a Premier League title was Alex Ferguson before him, um, uh, you know. So all those all those times, I mean, you you, you sort of I, I don't I I just think maybe it's because of just the way he is as a as a person, and you know, the, and how the media is. I mean, how how they operate. They're trying to bring him down, and him is still on his feet. And you know, they're like like Nick says, they've written him off. But uh, look at that, he's number five. A, he's,
1: still going. he's got a bit of a, f- like, excuse my language, but a bit of a fuck you mentality. Like, yeah, I've done yeah. it. I've mixed with the best. I've coached the best. I've won everything. Um, so who are you to tell me? And I think rightly so. Um, unfortunately, that is taken in the media as a sense of arrogance. Um, but I think he's
0: earned his arrogance, in my opinion. I don't know. What do you think, Claudio? Yeah, I think you guys bring up some valid points. It is interesting when you look at him. I mean, he doesn't give a shit and he does say what's on his mind. And it's very hard for him to, to sort of mask his expressions. So it is that. So if he feels disrespected, he's going to come out and he's going to pull the face and he's going to say, Stuff you! you guys don't appreciate me. And I think that's kind of what his last um, reign in England was in the previous time is that exact fact and the fact that he had to mention that. And he goes, you guys keep questioning my caliber. And yet, I keep performing. So, I'm very confused yet. I mean, we're looking at Menard Roma. He looks like the old Mourinho. He looks... He's happy. He's saying things that are positive. He's celebrating with his players. His players are appreciating him. And now, all of a sudden, we're seeing the best Mourinho.
1: His Instagram is on point, by the way, as well.
0: I think there's a TikTok (laughs) also
1: that's going viral um, about him. And, like, people use his voiceover in their TikToks. Because he is a boss. For me, he's... He's the ultimate I boss. Marino? The ultimate
0: boss. <laughs> I am Jose Mourinho. I am Jose Well, yeah, before before we move on to the next topic, exactly that question. I mean, where does he stand on the list of the greatest ever managers for you?
2: Oh, I think uh, he's definitely up there, Cloud. I could not put a place on it. I have to think about it. But, um, yeah, he's definitely up there. You also have to consider the fact that, um, you know, he's been there for... Uh he's been there for a long time. Um he's been around the block, you can say it as well. Um he's been back to he's been it like Italy's been there twice with different teams, Premier League has been there um three times. Um with three uh been there with three different teams. Um so yeah, I mean you've gotta give him i yeah, you gotta give him a lot of credit. I can't lie to you. He definitely has to be in the in the I would say yeah, definitely top five, top ten. Definitely. And you know...
1: Yeah, I think he's a legend, legend in the game. One of the all-time greats, um, just simply because of what he's won and what he's achieved. Um, arguably, you would say maybe a Chelsea was heavily, heavily backed in, in both stints um, as manager. But then what are you going to say about uh, a Pep Guardiola or a, or a Klopp? Um, because they, their owners aren't shy and spending money themselves. So obviously Liverpool, not, not as much as a Man City, but um, they still spend... Um probably in relation to to what Chelsea did back then. So I think for, for him he's coached some of the biggest teams in the world, um, if not the biggest team in Real Madrid. Um and I think he's Porto. He's Porto he won a he won a Champions League with Porto. Uh yeah, he did win a Champions League with Porto. Yes. Um so yeah, I think for me, you know, he's He's proven that he can coach the the smaller teams, um, the underdogs, if yep. you want to call them that. Yep. Um. He's he's maybe it hasn't gone right at one or two other teams, like uh, Man United. Um. Arguably, Man United, I would say, he did all right there based on, on on sort of what he had to pick up, and maybe Spurs yep. was a little bit underwhelming. But I think if he was backed a little bit more, I think he could have achieved something and probably won a trophy for them. Um. Going into that final, uh, where they lost, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think definitely you could, top five, if not top ten, definitely.
2: You could argue um, that even, I don't want to go off topic here, but even Conte's situation is sort of helped by um, the fact that Amuno has been there, you know, um, because he never got much of a backing. And next thing you know, he's, he's probably out of there because he knows he can't do much with what these guys are giving him. And now you've got a Conte there and you can't, you don't want to repeat um, what has happened with uh, with Jose uh, Mourinho and Conte's gone there? Obviously, he has. He has I mean, he's, he has come mid-season. Um, he's finished fourth, but even he knows right now. He's telling them that look, and if you guys want to win stuff, I mean, the Mourinho's been here. Now I'm here. Um, you guys have got to do something now. So he's pretty, I think he's pretty much sort of helped by the situation.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Conte's. I, I, I personally believe yeah, the foundation's been laid for him. It makes his job easier to obviously kick on in the spurs job not taking you know anything away from him um but just going back yeah. to the morning thing before we move on it is to the point that you guys said obviously as a manager he gets victories he wins trophies he wins titles and as a football man he knows his stuff but i think one of the things that he's done for managers abroad and globally is that he's really transformed the sort of image of a manager where it was manager was all about football and speaking he really turned the figurehead of a manager into sort of a celebrity and sort of bringing the same sort of brand image and capabilities that players have from a sort of star player effect. And I think he was, he was the sort of founding father, in my opinion, of that sort of era. But right, gentlemen, before we move one on... One more
2: thing. Yes. One more thing, Claudio. If you also think about it, yeah, you no, know, a different disrespect, the Barcelona era with, uh, with the tiki-taka, that one that was difficult to beat. Maruno, I think, was the manager that took he it down. He broke it. He was yeah, the, he yeah, he broke it. He was the manager to break it. He broke it with Inter... He broke, okay, yeah, they got punished by Majid quite a bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he finally found a, a, a way to break it. And I think, yeah, that he definitely deserves credit for that. Manager now look at that and they say, okay, this is how we do it.
0: <laughs> uh, Wonga, I love that note. I love that note. He is the break of Tiki Taka. That is Moringo. That's how we need to remember Moringo. right, gentlemen. Klopp, named Premier League manager of the season. Obviously, uh, there's, there's a lot of speculation of people not being too happy about this. Um, When we're looking at it, before we we dive into it, we've got to understand how managers are named managers of the season. And that's all the other managers in the respective leagues put in a vote. And that's across all English leagues, all four of the English leagues. They vote for who they Uh think is most deserving. We know that the candidates for this season was Pep Guardiola, Thomas Frank, Eddie Howe, Patrick Vieira. Now, Wonga, we spoke a little bit about it on Tuesday as to which teams we thought did well. Nick, you weren't here for that. What is your overall opinion about Klopp winning the Premier League manager of the season? So just
1: going back on I'm not correcting you, Claudio. Um, I do know that the, the nominees are, are pulled out of the hat uh, by the, the votes. But I, from what I do understand, because I voted for Eddie Howe the fans have uh, some say um, yes, in terms of... So there is a voting process on their website. But they've got a distinguished panel... That also have a vote, but their weight of the vote um, is a lot higher. Why I would say potentially Klopp doesn't deserve it is because is it a Premier League manager of the season or is it a manager of the season? Um, simply because I just look at I look at it uh, two two ways. You know, Liverpool in the Premier League did extremely well, but did fall short. Um, If you look at the whole season and the fact that they've had to play the amount of football that they've had to play, they've already won two titles and and potentially going to win a third, then I would maybe possibly say he is deserving. I wouldn't say he's not deserving of this either because of the points tally, because of all the games that he's had to play. However, I would like, to sort of understand the thinking of the final set of votes. Klopp was leading just before um, the, 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 the fan vote was Klopp at 34%. Eddie Howe was in second at 31%. Um, I know it's a little bit skewed, though, because anyone could vote for anyone, and it's, and it's not necessarily a calculated guess. But from yeah. a, a perspective also to take into account, didn't win one manager of the uh, manager of the month this season. If you look at every manager oh, of the month, tick, tick. didn't win one. Um, so, uh, just in terms of how that panel made that final decision, I, I I would maybe say there's a little bit of a question mark. But in terms of his ability, huge in
2: question mark. Term, yeah. In terms of all <laughs> <in terms, laughs> back, Wonga, please.
1: The thing is, uh, are we getting to a point where the winning team has to have the winning coach uh, for manager of the season? I don't well, know then, then why do we have
0: votes then if that's the case? Because then we're just going to know every season exactly. everyone's in the league will that's be named true. manager.
1: That's true. That's true. But then you also got a situation here with, with Liverpool and Man City where it's becoming a little bit of a soap opera. Those two are running away with, with chasing the title. And then it becomes a voting system of people within the industry, in the media, as well as mm-hmm. fans. And they are determining who they like better maybe in front of camera, maybe how they deal with wins, how they do, deal with losses. And uh-huh. maybe, you know, Klopp is more of a likable guy. You know, maybe that, 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 those pearly whites there when he smiles and he's so excited when he celebrates is getting him over the, over the line. So, um, I don't think it, I don't think it really means much, to be honest. These wards don't mean much for me. I think the Ballon d'Or yeah. means a lot, you know, who's the best uh, player in the world. Um, but Klopp, You know, if you give it to Klopp or or Pep, you know, you're not going to argue that they're not worthy of the the title. I do think, in my opinion, Claudio uh, Wonga, I think the job that Eddie Howe did, um, finishing third in the second half of the season, is an unbelievable achievement. And with what he was thrown into, um, I think he's... uh, I, w- I wouldn't have been surprised if he was given it, um, but congratulations to Klopp. and you, maybe guys. You guys, tell me what your thoughts are.
0: Yeah, longer. I mean, you, you were you are quite loud. Yeah, speak, speak. We want to hear this. What's going on there? What's going on in
2: there? No, I I, I I completely agree with Nick. Um, I think especially if it's um, a Premier League manager sees season, it needs to be Premier League. We need to take into consideration everything inside the Premier League. The fact that someone got injured, maybe in Champions League or whatever. That doesn't really matter, you know. You need to consider all those factors. Um, I think, I think for it to be like what Nick was mentioning at the end, there in terms of you know, if if it's the the guy that the people like, you know, how he handles himself. I think then, yeah, it needs to be. I think it needs to be a fan's vote, to be honest with you. These, these are distinguished gentlemen and ladies standing in a in a room that get a higher vote. I don't think for me that's... Um, I don't think we, we need those people. I think they must just lay it down for the people that actually watch it. If they then call themselves fans and their votes also get counted the same as others, that's 100%. I think that's perfect. I think pre- Premier League manager of the season should be the person that everyone watching the Premier League thinks um was the best manager of the season for whatever reason um that may be um to be honest with you and I think um if, if what Nicky's what, what Nick is saying about Eddie How I mean you, you heard me saying every time Newcastle I like I kid you not guys I, I every time people ask like for a betting tip I always used to say guys Newcastle are playing at home they are going to score <laughs> and some people listened, some people didn't and they always did um that was one thing could always put your money on um and they, they were that good they were that good at home it was ridiculous. You, you like when I, when you guys kept on saying that you know Arsenal could lose, the, head, in the back of my head I knew that <laughs> this possibility—it's huge, it's huge. It happened. That was the worst. It well, there we happened. go. Longer. So, so uh, for all the out there—they definitely backing Eddie
0: Howe manager of the season. That's
2: for sure. Yeah, no, but definitely, I think, I think, no, what he's done, what Eddie Howe has done. I think. um, He's, he's, he's definitely, definitely, uh, definitely deserves it. I mean, those guys are getting wins. I mean, wins. It's, 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 it's a complete turnaround. It's not like we're doing a little bit better. It's a complete turnaround. It's, it's what every, it's what Liverpool wanted in their first season when they got, um, when they got, uh, Klopp first season. It's what, it's what, um, it's what Arsenal wanted when we got, uh, Una Emery. It's, that's, you don't get that. That's a complete turnaround. If you're there the whole season, who what? what yeah. Hey. We'll so get a, don't get me wrong though,
1: Claudio Wonga, like I, I don't think I don't think if you're looking at the credentials of the Premier League, if you had to look on paper, the points just the mere points tally that, that that Man City and, and Liverpool achieve um, yes. this season and, and based on the last couple of seasons, I would say those two should be the front runners. I think yeah. if you're looking at the best of the rest and in terms of the job that Eddie Howe did, I I do think he should comfortably be third. I don't think you can talk of Patrick Vieira and Thomas Frank in the same, same breath as him.
0: Um, well, um, yeah. Yeah, well, Nick, you'll be happy to know. I think both Wong and I said on Tuesday that Newcastle for us was the team of the season largely because of this. But I think, like, when we're looking at Premier League manager, of the season and you two gentlemen have voiced your opinions and you've put down solid facts and we're looking at sort of what defines the premier league manager of the season and you're saying let's let's keep it within the constraints of the premier league alone Wonga, which is a very fascinating sort of question saying let's forget about all the injuries in champions league and so on but when you really go to unpack it Wonga, we look at this and we say this man jürgen klopp within these sort of confinements of what it means to be a Premier League manager, right? In terms of two next point, is he liked by other managers and, and and the people in general? He's carried himself in a great manner. That's number one. Number two is he's competed in all 63 games of the season. He's going to be competing in all of them. And up until the last Premier League game, he would have still been there with the possibility of winning a quadruple, coming down or back from 14-point deficit to hunt Man City down. And also, if we're going to again look in sort of In in the context of the Premier League, he's added to the drama of what has made this season one of the greatest ever Premier League seasons since 1990 or 89, or whatever it is. So that's his contribution from that perspective. And I don't think you can overlook that to a certain extent. So again, it depends on subjectively, whatever it is that you want to be measuring that metric with regards to what constitutes the Premier League manager of the
2: season. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But that's why I say that I think it needs to be a, a fan's vote.
1: Yeah, uh, listen, I think you're going to have this argument year in, year out, guys, unless a team runs away with the league and absolutely destroys everyone and there's a 10 or 15 point gap. You know, as yeah. long as it's tight like this, you know, you're going to have these arguments. You're going to have a surprise like Newcastle next season. That's going to be come up as well. That manager is going to be asked Um um, and by the fans, or, or the, the, the the Premier League will ask, will ask the fans, you know, does this manager deserve it? Um, so we're gonna we're gonna have this year in year out. It's it's a very um, subjective
0: matter, uh, picking yeah. the best of yeah. the best. Agreed. Right, Jens, Chelsea's women boss Emma Hayes has been named FA Women's Manager of the Season, and this is an interesting interesting topic, largely because you know not enough gets said. About the women's league first. Yeah, I know recently there's been a lot more sort of spec um sort of awareness given to the league. But this lady, this woman that has a lot of control in sort of the Chelsea camp, has won the league three years running. She's um, obviously deserves this the title again for winning the league to the premise of if we're gonna focus on the league itself. But my question for you is should there be a lady managing in the Premier
2: League at some point? So yeah, for me I think uh, look, definitely, I would say yes. I mean, if if if, if she's good enough, then she would deserve the, then she deserves the opportunity. And 100%, give her the job. Um, I think she's also beaten a couple of men in that league as well, right? Um, they are they are coaching in the in the the in in that uh, that WSL, um, the Women's Super League. So yeah, I mean, there's there's no reason why they shouldn't be. To be honest with you, it's like um, I I I know for for I know some people also questioned the fact for some for some time whether there was a black manager in the Premier League and uh, why we're not seeing enough black managers. But now here comes uh Patrick Vera was not the first one. I remember just forgetting the other ones. Um but yeah, I mean people would say the the is not good enough. But for me, I mean look, if you're good enough, it shouldn't matter if you are white, pink, yellow, uh blue, uh Whatever your gender is, it's, what should matter is can you deliver? And she's delivered now in the in the women's Super League. Um, and if she, if people feel that you know, so what, she's actually could her uh, fifth, contribute.
0: Her fifth title, longer, it's her fifth title in the women's Super League already.
2: Yeah. So I mean, new challenge. Why not?
0: She's won the women's FA Cup four yeah. times. She's won the women's League yeah. Cup twice. She's uh, won the Community Shield once. She's also got a Master's Degree in Intelligence and International Affairs. Nick, what is your take on this? I I do think, I'm not opposed to it at all, but I do
1: think it will be, uh, um, it will take time. Um, Yeah. Football is progressing. Uh, I see the World Cup, there's a team of female um, referees or two teams of female referees that will be at the Men's World Cup for the first time ever. So that 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 will be very interesting to see, and, and football is changing. Um, what I do think, what uh, what I do think, maybe Emma Emma Hayes' next step would be, if she wanted to get involved in the men's game, is she would probably form part of a technical team. I don't see her stepping into a head coach role immediately, especially in the Premier League she could potentially go apply a trade in the lower leagues but i don't see the owners and the 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 wealth that the premier league is risking on
0: an unknown woman um and well, i say that Nick, you, i say you know that's that's so, interesting you say that because she won last year she won best fifa football coach so when we're we yeah. looking at all the credentials i mean that's also going back to i know you're saying throw in a technical team and 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 but when you're comparing her like for like to Steven Gerrard, for example, who's been given this head manager role at Aston Villa because he's a past player. She's done all the right things that you would have to do as a coach, Nick. Exactly. All the the, the sort of things that you've done. So why would she still have to be given these extra hurdles?
1: Do I think it's right? No. But do I think football has progressed enough and owners have progressed enough to, in their minds, risk their money and put in a female in charge? Firstly, you've got to to deal with the fact that she um, would be the first of her kind in the Premier League. Secondly, if it doesn't work out, you've got to deal with that backlash. Never mind the backlash that you'll get initially from your own fan base. There will be sections of the fan base that will complain about that. Look at this now. Tuchel gets uh, sacked tomorrow and Chelsea hire Emma Hayes. the the Champions League winners from two seasons ago, their fans are going to be delighted that Emma Hayes is in charge. Not to say that I don't think it's right, or not to say that I don't think it's wrong, but I don't think society has progressed enough and football society has progressed enough for for them to accept it just yet. That's interesting,
0: Nick, because when obviously this whole Roman Abramovich saga has been thrown out there, she is one of the sort of leading figures to help steady The ship at Chelsea. So it's interesting that you know sort of decisions can't be made in terms of she's not. It's risky for her to be in sitting in the dugout, but it's not risky for her to make higher level decisions for the business as a whole. Would you would you not say it's not necessarily just a a football football problem? Is it not just
1: a society problem in general? Um, You know, society in general. um, You know, it is progressing. You know, there is more equality in terms of women getting higher positions within corporate structures within leadership structures however sport is a little bit behind in that um do i think it's it's right that they're behind no i don't but i do think you will see change in the in in, in the foreseeable future i just don't think it will be anytime soon if i'm very honest with
0: you i say that with all due respect yeah. so, so Wanga on um on the inverse factor She's obviously applied a challenge she's she's smashing women's football. Should there be men coaching mm. in the women's league? <laughs>
2: uh you know I I I don't know Claudio um because um I to be honest I've never I've never I've coached the young girls and I've never coached any of the older girls. I don't know if it's I don't know myself if it's any different. I hear people saying it's different. But in terms of my experience, I, I wouldn't know. Um but yeah, like I mean, look, if if for me now it's already been it's that that's what I'm saying. That line has been crossed. That's what that's what I'm trying to say, is that if the men are already coaching in the women's league, then why can't the woman coach in the men's league? Do you get what I'm saying? But then it's 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 that thing like Nick is saying is that the only reason that's possible is the is, is our society, the way we're viewing things. Because the, the way you know the, the way men <laughs> the way people view women and men, you know, the and that's that's the only reason it it's it's, pro- it's probably happened. Um, but if I'm just looking at like plain sights, I mean that just on that simple logic, if a man can go to a woman's league, then why can't a woman why can't a woman do the inverse? And I mean she's now proven herself she's winning. Yeah. she's won five
1: can I ask so, you a question, guys? Do you, does she yes. risk her reputation stepping into a, a, a head coach men, men's role? That's another question so. you could ask. I, I don't, don't think so. think, so. No. She's, I think... Best, she's the best at, at, at what she does in, in the female um, exactly. bracket of the game. Why, hmm. why go risk your reputation and, and, and receive abuse potentially? You know, the English, the English supporter is a, a, a supporter bases at the moment, are at their all-time low. There's a lot of anger at stadiums again. Um, you know, it's, it's reminiscent of the 80s. You know, guys are running on field, headbutting players. There was nonsense at the Euros with, with that. Why would she go and risk that? You know, well society so yeah.
0: can be so cruel so to your point yes yeah why would she go risk it the thing is why wouldn't she go risk it? she's got absolutely nothing to lose and also when we're looking at and we're going to move on to the next topic she's got nothing to lose she goes there and it doesn't work out in her favor she just goes back to where she is and she continues dominating she's got the backing of the club she's already making business decisions on behalf of the, the club and that's that's what i think but just to move on yeah. and we've got punzia mr chelsea fan over here And this is good because we're going to keep talking about Chelsea Pum, so don't go anywhere. We've got the next topic is obviously the ownership. Mr. Bulli, it's officially been approved. The 4.2, what what is it, 4.25 billion sort of bid has been approved. Uh, Tushel apparently is already going to be given 200 million to spend. Gentlemen, what does this mean for Chelsea? I know we've spoke about the other day Spurs um, being given the transfer kitty they have to back Conte. But now, in this situation with the change of ownership, when we're looking at Chelsea in particular, what is it through Abramovich's reign? It's 21 trophies over a span of 13 years. Um, what does this mean for them?
2: Yeah, I think um, yeah, it's, it's good news for them, not for me, but uh, good news for them. Um, obviously, now there's a sort of uh, I've never looked into it, but now there's there's a sense there's obviously now a direction now they know what's happening with the club. Um, there's a bit of more stability, but the the reality is they're going to, they're going to lose quite a few, a few players. And now Tuchel has to bring in the right people um, to steady, to steady that ship. And also you have to consider the fact that now Chelsea, those players that really came in, Chelsea brought in a lot of people and and Frank Lampard was there, I think it was two seasons ago. Um, He came in there and he brought in a number of people. And now they're basically, I mean, 200 million, it looks like they're going to probably do it again. Um, but yeah, 200 million now can get you two Lukaku. So, yeah, we don't know. But definitely they're going to the well, whole look, back well, line.
0: Apparently, uh, Jules Kunde, the player they've been linked with week in, week out last season, he's already verbally agreed to move to Chelsea. So, that's the centre-back position already, full. Nick, what do you think about Todd Bruley in particular? I don't know too much about him, to be honest with you. I think Wonga
1: hit the nail on the head. Um, I think it's been a very turbulent time for for um has your last just come on, sorry Claudia. Power's back, um, Power's back, Jens. So <laughs> no, I think I think from my from my perspective, I think it's been a turbulent time for Chelsea fans specifically. Um, and I think Tuchel has sort of been in the in in a little bit of a sort of dark space at the moment, not knowing where the club's going. Um, players not knowing what's happening um, and I think this just gives him a bit more assurance to plan for for the season ahead Um, and I think Tuchel will be the most relieved man because he'll know that he can renew contracts if he needs to renew, renew contracts and sign players if he needs to sign players it was a bit of a meh season from Chelsea you know finishing third losing um you know two two cup two cup finals um and not, not doing too well in the Champions League either, uh, throwing away that, that lead against uh, Real Madrid. So I think just for the future of Chelsea, a big team in English football, I think it's good for, for the fan base. And, and like uh, Wonga says, it gives him a sense of direction moving forward.
0: Yeah, and for those of you. But I by mean, they... the
1: way, that is a lot of
0: money, eh? That is a. Dude! Lot of money. So here's the thing. So four point two five billion is what's cost them to buy this out. They're saying they're going to invest one point seven five billion into Chelsea. Invest, and also the, the other pundits and analysts are saying that Premier League clubs in the next ten years, sorry, next ten years, will be worth ten billion. So so it's a good investment from Todd Willie's perspective. One thing we need to know about Todd Willie is he does own the LA Dodgers baseball franchise. Um, one thing he loves very much is data analytics. So they're saying the comparison is, isn't very different to F, um, FSG from the Liverpool's perspective in terms of how they're going to go about recruiting, but the difference is he is prepared to spend money. So that is something really exciting uh, for Chelsea fans, if you didn't know that. Uh, moving on now, gents. We're going to cover the Premier League player of the season from Golange and mainly from Wonga and Nick. We're going to get their views as to who they think the Premier League player of the season is. Nick, who is your candidate and why? Is this your candidate? I think my player has to be
1: Son. I think to win the, go- uh, the golden boot with the team, um, with the quality uh, behind him, massively inferior to the likes of Liverpool and Man City. To score the amount of goals he scored, I think he deserves it. Um, it's just scary to think what he would do if he had to play for Liverpool or Man City. So, he yeah. is my candidate, player of the season.
0: Wongadenga?
2: Yeah, look, I, I went back and I looked at it again. Um, I did say Kevin De Bruyne now. Um, and, yeah, mind you, he, he had a good season, I think. Very influential, um, especially on the final day. But, yeah, I mean, you look at exactly the same reasons what Nicky's saying. Uh, team like Tottenham up and downs, but he's he's, he's, he's managed to stay consistent, um, and yeah, he's, I mean, well-deserved. Um, the performances he's put in, uh, and also now he's also put, and now he's also, yeah, top goal scorer in the league. I, 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 I just can't believe he was not even, I mean, yeah, for like people don't even look at him, you know, they overlook him. That's what shocks me the most, so definitely have to give it to Son.
0: Well, look, both of you are saying the same name. It's not very exciting when we both agree. But it's, it's, it's good. It's good that there's some sort of consensus. Normally, there's a bit of banter and argument. That's fine. But I'm just going to throw a spanner in the works. The player I'm going to mention is Jared Bowen, largely because, what, 12 goals, 17 assists for West Ham. We know West Ham, in the first half of the season, were in contention for that Champions League spot. They had a good European run. And again, when you consider where the players come from, it's a huge breakthrough season, especially when we throw in the fact that he's just been given his first England call-up. So that's, that's my sort of shout I'm not sure if you gentlemen think he deserves to be up there, but I don't care. We're now going to move on to the Premier League transfer of the season. Who was the best transfer, gentlemen? A lot of money was spent, not so much on certain players. Who was the best?
2: You go for it, Nick.
1: Uh, there's only one. It's Bruno. Dima It has to be. The guy's been a master. He's been a flippin'. He's come in there. He's a Brazilian international He's, he loves our club. He scored goals. He's assisted. He passes a midfield. He should be playing in the Champions League. <coughs> so it has to go to Bruno, for me. Every penny, Wonga. well spent.
0: <laughs> Wanga Denga, do you agree? Uh,
2: no, not I don't agree with, uh, with Nick. Um, I would say. I don't know if it's skewing me up because I watched quite a few Liverpool games, and I don't know if it was uh, Champions League and stuff. Because I did check his stats; they were okay. It was um, Louis, uh, not Diaz. Diaz for Liverpool. I think he came in, yeah, um, and he yes, he played like he was part of the team for years. Um, straight, you know, he hit the ground running. Exactly what Klopp wanted. Uh, scored four goals um, in the league. Um in thirteen games. Um so I don't know if that also applies for that. But I mean if there was someone else I would have chosen uh for me, I think um just largely because we've been missing it for a long time. It's unfortunate you couldn't play the whole season. I would say it was uh, a Tomiyasu for me. And I hope Tomiyasu. next season he can actually Yeah, Tomiyasu. He's coming there, he's been solid. Um he's basically showing us I don't know how much they spent on uh white fifty. Oh my goodness, too much, too much. Um, but yeah he must I think the next season they should try playing him in the center we get a right back we get a proper cover for for what's his name for tyranny and I think we'll be fine
0: that's a good shot I do think you guys missed him at right back and he has been an impact player for an Arsenal uh, but you laid the foundation Wonga Pums is asking you uh, what is the criteria for this and I think that is to the previous question the criteria Pums, is whatever we think and why we think it so that is the criteria <laughs> I'm going to say Luis Diaz Largely because why? You've already touched on the fact he came in; it was an impact. Liverpool were trailing for the league. He came in, he hit the ground running. We didn't have money, we didn't have Salah Wonga. You kept saying season in, season out, week in, week out. Liverpool are gonna suffer. <laughs> They're gonna <laughs> suffer. And he came in and he fit like a glove, and we didn't suffer. So for me, it happened so When you consider, he nearly became a first player, and it was a player that Liverpool were only went to be oh, signing yeah, yeah. this transfer window. we only meant to yeah. be signing him now, but we. We sped it up, we rushed it, and bang. Bob's your uncle now is a part of the formidable sort of attacking force at Liverpool. So that's my sort of wrap-up there. Oh. Gentlemen, it's that time. Champions League final Ooh. preview and prediction. The time has come. It's the last game of the season for all fans. Um, of course, Real Madrid fans and Liverpool fans keen eye on this particular matchup. Wonga Denga, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Real Madrid going to win what, 13, 14, make it the 14th European title or Liverpool going to kick on to make it their 7th? I mean, combined, they've got a total of, I think it's 27 Champions League finals or European finals combined, these two teams. Hence, European Hectic. royalty.
2: Look, sorry, I think, uh, number one, um, we'll see Liverpool go away with just two trophies this season. I think Madrid are going to make it like they always do. They're going to give they're gonna probably try and better Klopp's uh, finish to the season, maybe give local three goals and <laughs> then seventy minutes, Benzema, you know how they do at Rodrigo, are going to light up things there. Um no, no, I'm only joking, Claudio. But I don't think uh, if Liverpool are winning, if Liverpool are winning, I think it's uh, it's, it's game over. I think Liverpool are winning, they'll probably cement it. Um if, if if Madrid can What do you come
0: mean back... what, do you, what do you mean by that? Do you mean if Liverpool take so, the lead, the game is done, or if they control it, what do you I mean think so.
2: That? Yeah, no, I think if Liverpool take the lead it's done. I think if, if Madrid want to win, they're gonna to have to score the first goal. That's 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 what I, I think. I think Liverpool if they, if they get that lead, it's gonna be difficult for Madrid to come back. If Madrid come back against Liverpool. I don't have a look at the stats, but I don't think Liverpool have um, actually come back from a losing position this season. Um, I mean, I don't think they've actually lost from a winning position um, in Liverpool this season. Because um, I, 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 I I, may be wrong on this, but I I've, 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 I remember me watching and hoping it would happen, but never did. So, <laughs> I don't think it ever happened. Uh, so, I think you will really, really, really try and push for that first goal. Or they'll just take them to penalty.
0: Nick?
1: Ah, Claudio, you're going to be my friend tonight because I think you guys have got this wrapped up. Um, what is going to be key for me in this 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 battle uh, is how rested uh, the Liverpool players are. I'm not too sure if you've heard anything, Claudio. I'm sure Klopp gave them a couple of days off after after Sunday, um, but uh, it's going to be key to to have a fresh squad going in there and um, you know he's he's managed to do the full marathon of the season playing every single football match and he's he's really done well he's fallen short with one point against Man City he's got a great opportunity now to 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 go and win it so if the big players can step up um, I think they'll have too much for Real Madrid on the night
0: yeah, I mean, on that note, I saw them trading on YouTube yesterday. We, you could watch the, the session live. It was Konate's birthday. The team were in high spirits. They were doing all their 56 million language celebration, which is what they do. It's a, a part of their cultural ritual. He makes him stand in a circle when it's someone's birthday. They all sing it in their own language, and they have a good laugh about that. Um, the squad is looking fresh, despite the fact that there are some injuries. We know Dyke didn't play last game of the season. Salah came off the bench. Those two players will be fit, uh, fit. The only question is whether or not Thiago is fit enough for the final. And it seems like he will be ready for the final. So Liverpool, from Jürgen Klopp's perspective, has the first team to pick. Pum saying the Vinicius Junior versus Trent is going to be a key battle. Wonga, do you think yep. that is correct?
2: Yes, 100%. It was, uh, it was also key, in, and I said this the first time, I think Silo disagreed with me, with, um, uh, with, uh, with Man City. Uh, they didn't have that first, that second, that, that, that first leg when they came back, they never had a, uh, uh, who was it? Walker, Karl Walker, um, and they had to put, uh, they never had Karl Walker and Cancel. I think Cancel would have dealt with them properly, but they had a Fernandinho and Vinicius ripped him apart. I mean, it was just pure pace. There's nothing you can, there's nothing you can do with someone that quick if you, if you, especially if you're that slow. And I think, um, Trent also, they've been questioning his, um... His defensive ability, Vinicius is gonna make he's gonna give him around for his money. The question is, will he be able to, you know, to deliver Trent to be able to deliver on his end? Because he also has something to offer. Um, yep. and it's most and it's mostly and that doesn't go against one on one, it's actually against the whole goddamn team. So yeah, we'll see when it <laughs> comes out better. All
0: right, Bongo, then on that note, gents your prediction and tell me how you think it's gonna play out. So give me the score and a quick as to it's gonna be two one. I think Trent's gonna do the damage, for example. I think there's goals in this one. I think it's going to be 3
1: 2. I think it's going to be back and forth. Um, I do think Liverpool will take the lead. Um, And I do think Real Madrid are going to make it exciting. Um, I see Salah coming up with the goods right at the end and winning the game 3 2.
0: Wongadega?
2: I see calls. I see calls. Hey, I think my head just wants Majid to win, but stuff it. Yeah, Majid win 3-2. I say Majid win 3-2. I don't know how they'll do it. I never I never knew how they were going to make it to the final, but they made it to the final. So I'll just say it's uh, Rodrigo maybe to score the final goal as always.
0: Wonga going with the football gods backing Real Madrid. Nick going with the football <laughs> analytical mind. I'm going to say it's a treble, gentlemen, for Jurgen Klopp. I have to say it. I, I like putting things out there in the universe. I, I, you know, Wonga, I'm similar to you where it comes to the heart and the head. I'm more the heart, man, and I want the universe to receive that. So I'm going to be putting that out there. <laughs> Liverpool are going to do revenge. We'll come back with revenge from 2018. It's going to be 3-1 victory, Liverpool. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Ah, Pums is on our side too, yeah. 3-0 Liverpool. Thank you, Pums. You were saying you were going to win the league. No. 3 saying, And also, also, a nice omen. Omen for all the Liverpool people out there. Liverpool lost by one point to Man City a couple of years ago. They went on that same season. They lost by the points in 2018. They went, oh, not 2018, sorry, the season following that. They went to go win the Champions League. That's a good omen. Right, final thoughts. Nick, let's hear it. Good luck to
1: you, Claudio. I think it's going to be uh, capping off a very good season for Liverpool, um, hopefully for your sake. But I think all in all, from a goal-lounge perspective, thank you to everyone who's watched us this, this, um, this season, uh, if you want to call it that. It sort of comes down to, to, to the final game. The, be- the best of the best play each other, and I think it will be a true spectacle. So, yeah, good luck to you and thank you to the viewers.
0: Wangadenga, um...
2: you're up. Nice my question, uh, maybe the guys will answer it there later, but uh, does Maguire get called up to England's squad, considering the season <laughs> that he's had? That's <laughs> an honest question. How, how did he get called up? Um, then, um, also Pope, does he, rem- uh, not Pope, uh, what's this guy's name? Pickford, does he, name- does he remain England's number one after he's finished to the season? Um, that, for me, will be interesting to see.
0: Oh, those are some interesting final thoughts. Very unrelated, but good good um good good teaser there for maybe coming to next week's show.
1: Completely off topic. Completely <laughs>
0: off topic.
2: <laughs> it's our <a> final thoughts. <laughs> it's it's end of the season. Oaks. they they finished poorly. And yeah, I just want to, I'd like to see how, how, how that I mean the guys for me the guys have other people have put in their effort. Um they finished uh, in good positions in the league. Arsenal with uh, Ramsdale having a full season, he's finished above way above Everton. Um does he now get uh number one spot for England? That's a good question. if uh, we're, yeah. we're talking about
1: Ramsdale Wonga, you thought he was tired a couple of weeks ago, so I don't think you should be talking about Ramsdale. Yeah, look,
2: he's not. He's, yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's not. He's not hundred percent. Otherwise, he would have won the league. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah he's, but, okay, um, he's okay.
1: It is actually. Sorry, I am saying thank you to the to our to our viewers, but we will have a show next week because there's also important World Cup qualifiers next week. Scotland yep, yeah. and Wales involved, uh, Ukraine as well. So
0: that will be interesting. And we'll wait yeah. for Senator McGuire to be there with us to answer that question as well because these are some key questions impacting his team and his namesake. So, yes, the good question there, Pumps. Right, gentlemen, you know how to end the show. You ready? Three, stop two, it.
2: One. one. Stop
0: uh,
1: it. <laughs> we need a countdown, bro. We need a countdown. <laughs>